Hello and welcome to Cool Time Life. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. Are you conscious? I don't mean are you awake, I mean are you really conscious? Are you in the moment? Are you able to know what is going on around you and pro-act accordingly? This is an essential part of getting things done the way you want them to be done. But it is something that often gets so terribly overlooked. We have become overrun by external stimuli like emails and texts, as well as the simple momentum of life to the point that, in many cases, we simply react. But being a slave to reaction is very expensive. In this podcast, I wish to share with you why that is so dangerous and counterproductive and what you can do to turn this around. But first, let's go to the airport. Imagine yourself for a moment in the departure lounge of an airport. You are rushing to catch a connecting flight, half jogging to the gate and pulling your wheeled carry-on bag behind you, and you look up and you see a sign on the wall and it catches your eye, and it says, Beware, there may be pickpockets in this area. Now what is the thing you are most likely to do at this moment? If you are like 95% of the traveling public, you will instinctively reach for your wallet, or your purse, or your breast pocket of your blazer, wherever you remember your money last being. But that is a bad move, because that's precisely what a good pickpocket wants you to do. This is the reaction that they are looking for. In fact, the first priority for any ambitious pickpocket is to locate the nearest warning sign, or maybe even bring one with them, and stand near it, since this is where their success is going to happen. Human beings are hardwired by nature to react, especially to dangerous or threatening stimuli. The threat of a pickpocket in the area immediately forces the unsuspecting passerby to touch the location where the money is being stored. It's an attempt to neutralize the threat by ensuring the money is still there. But by doing so, this passenger is basically saying to the pickpocket, Hey, my money is here, okay? And pointing at it. This reaction is precisely what a pickpocket wants, the correct location of the goods. So in this situation, the unsuspecting traveler reacts as all living creatures do. Alerted to danger, instinct takes over. But the pickpocket, on the other hand, proacts, anticipating the turn of events and setting a trap. So the thief is writing the history of the next few minutes to come, even before they happen, proactively creating a future. The thief anticipates the reaction of everything except the most sophisticated and experienced airport travelers, who will ignore the sign, and communicates... A very influential message by way of the warning itself. It is a perfect trap. So this means, okay, if you are aware of this now, you can survive the airport departure lounge. But does that have any relevance to the rest of life? And I'm suggesting that it does. In the working world, the challenges we experience with managing time, and outside of that, just in terms of life, come from the same reality, and it's where we're always reacting. For example, look at emails. When they come in, we feel compelled to read them. It's a reaction based on an instinct of dealing with an unknown and a potential threat. When someone interrupts you in your work, you feel obliged to respond. It's a social pressure, a social convention, again based on a fear, in this case the fear of offending somebody, and therefore the relevant dangers that may come from that. When a meeting planner books a meeting, even if you don't want to go to this meeting, you feel obliged to go because even if it messes up the entire afternoon, someone has done this and you feel obliged to obey. So reaction makes us follow the commands of the calendar, it makes us follow the requests and expectations of others, but this is neither healthy nor productive. Think, for example, about phishing emails, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. This is a modern-day equivalent of pickpocketing. You're checking your email and you see a message that says, warning, your bank account has been frozen. Or please check your password at PayPal. And without thinking, you click on the link and all kinds of bad malware is poured into your system because rather than stopping and thinking about this, 
You react, click, and allow the bad guys to win. Numerous scams and thefts have happened this way, and they have robbed people of millions of dollars collectively simply by reacting rather than thinking coolly. So proaction can put you back in the driver's seat, back in control, and that's such a crucial part of life, of work, of productivity, and the essence, therefore, of cool time life. There is a physiological response that happens when you and your body sense that you are in a particular level of control, that danger has been put aside and you are on top of things. When this happens, nutrients, oxygen, blood flow move where they need to go, not just simply to the brain, but to the digestive system, also to every area that requires good circulation. When you feel good, your body feels good, and when your body feels good, it works best. I mean, this is obvious stuff. But the second an opposite situation is also worth remembering is that when an email or an interruption or any sort of distraction that you don't like happens to you, your instinct responds in the fight or flight reflex that we have known for thousands and thousands of years. Not only do you stop thinking clearly, but all of the nutrients and all of the elements that are distributed reasonably equally around your body are quickly removed to other places. The blood and nutrients and oxygen in your brain are shifted over to the anger center of the brain to handle this unexpected urgency. Digestion tends to stop or slow to a crawl. Your vision goes into tunnel vision. Your sense of an ability to prioritize tasks or prioritize items freezes up. All of these things happen as soon as you feel not in control. There is a significant physiological response, which, when put back under control, can flip around once again and become a 100% positive asset to your productivity and ability. Think about, for example, saying no to somebody. Nobody wants to say no. The word no sounds like an insult. It's a challenge to another person's dignity. It may even be an invitation to confrontation and bad feeling. But I always believe the word no is actually the short form of the word negotiate. Everything in life can be negotiated. There are alternatives. There are deadline extensions. There are alternative approaches to taking care of a task. Everything that is loaded onto your plate can be negotiated, even with your boss, with your customer or client. It's a matter of managing people's expectations in a way that makes them feel they have still won or they're still being looked after well. But if you are not in that mental place to negotiate, if you are in the fight or flight response area, then there is no creative capacity for coming up with alternative solutions. Keeping a cool head is part of the whole cool time life concept. Being able to think clearly requires a capacity and a genuine sense of being in control. Once you have that, you are able to influence people's decisions, negotiate alternative outcomes, and generally steer things to a more comfortable and productive outcome than can simply be done by reacting to that immediate moment. Remember, this is pickpocketing in real life. Your time and your mental capacity are being stolen from you because of reaction and fear. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cool Time Life. We strive to deliver useful information that helps solve the types of problems that tend to plague our increasingly hectic and blended workdays. If you feel you are getting value from this series, there's a couple of things I would love to ask you to consider. The first would be to leave a review, hopefully five stars, but whatever you think is fair, at your podcast provider of choice. I can't tell you how useful this is in helping other people discover the series. The second is to support us on Patreon. Contributions from our listeners allow me and my team to spend more time researching and preparing our podcast series. 
If that feels fair to you, please visit patreon.com slash steveprentice. That's S-T-E-V-E-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E. Thank you. What about remembering people's names? Remember, this entire podcast series, Cool Time Life, it isn't just simply about time management. We're talking about all kinds of areas in which you can move ahead by doing some very practical and very influential things. One of the most significant and treasured words in the English language always has to be a person's name. Being able to insert a person's name into a conversation demonstrates to them that you have genuine care and interest in them. Remember that human beings, yourself included, have two sides. You have an emotional side and a rational side. The emotional side always dominates. And the most powerful emotion of all is fear. This is why we get caught up in the surprises I've already described. Fear rules everything. But the fact is, no matter what line of business you are in, no matter how rational and logical you feel yourself to be, the people that you react with and the people that you work with and the people that you serve, your customers, clients, managers, colleagues, reports, superiors, everybody is emotional. They have an emotional base. And when you can touch that emotional base, you make a far more profound connection to them. This reflects itself in an increased willingness for people to cooperate with you, to participate with you, to do their parts of a task more promptly, all the positive reactions that come from this positive feeling. So keeping a cool head generally means that whenever you can address people and recognize that they are emotional beings, they will want to work with you. They will, in essence, love you for acknowledging their dignity and moving with them in the way that motivates them, as all other people, emotions first. So one of the easiest ways to do that is to remember somebody's name and use it in a conversation. Have you ever met somebody for the first time and within 30 seconds of meeting them, you have already forgotten that name? That happens all the time because the act of meeting somebody, at least in the Western world, the right-handed handshake and the short eye contact and so forth, is a rote reactive action. So the action of meeting somebody doesn't require any conscious processing. So when you hear somebody's name, there is no component in your brain to say, oh yes, I must know that, unless you are a seasoned person in sales for whom they have, you know, who has practiced this. The trick, however, is essential because a person's name injected into a conversation here and there, not overly frequently, but just towards a conclusion and so forth, says, hey, I really care about you. Steve, it was great to meet you. Maybe we should do lunch sometime. Maybe we should do business together sometime. That simple word doesn't need to be there grammatically, but emotionally, it carries a huge weight. So the trick to remembering people's names, by the way, is that as you shake hands and as you hear the person's name, you do a word association trick to connect a person's name with something about them, their physical resemblance, their hairstyle or glasses, maybe a resemblance to somebody that you knew in high school or someone on TV or in the movies. It's a silent word association game that will connect this person's name, at least for the duration of this conversation. It's a fantastic trick and you can do it with up to 30 people in a networking situation once you practice this skill. But the point is, you have to remember to remember to do this. That's the trick, really. So the idea here is, if you go into a conversation, shake hands with a stranger in reactive mode, you won't remember to do this. That's where the word association and the memory component will come in. And that's where you now move yourself ahead in this person's emotional checklist as someone who cares, someone who's interesting, and someone who I wish to work with or support. So there you have it. 
Just our little podcast on the notion of staying in the moment and staying conscious. It really comes down to stepping away from reaction and urgency and replacing it with proactive, cool thought. Whether you use tangible devices, photographs, or just simply taking the time to stop and think things through before reacting. This will give you enormous mental power, as I said, because... At a very basic level, your body will feel comfortable. It will feel unchallenged, not in danger, and will therefore feed your brain the nutrients and oxygen that it truly demands to do great work. This is what cool time life is about. Not only in the workplace, but also outside everything that you do. You are better off when you are physically and mentally in a cool place. And the cool place comes from a genuine sense of control. Not control over other people necessarily, but control over yourself and your own destiny. And you can do that. So if you like this, do check out the uh, other podcasts that we have listed on our show notes. You can get to that by going to my webpage, which is steveprentice.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E.com. Just look for the My Podcast link. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Prentice. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E. Until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Thanks for listening. <laughs>